Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, a podcast about my other podcast, Ghostwatch 2016. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and joining me to give me feedback is Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hi. Uh, this time it is episode 15, which I believe is called Quadcopter. Yes. In episode 15 of Kamen Rider Ghost, there are more flashbacks and maps, and we are left wondering if Gurison can eat or if we should sign up for more social networks. I'm assuming that last bit is about the podcast itself and not something, some sort of revelation from the show. It was one of the episodes where Kate was suggesting many social networks that you were not part of. Yeah. It makes me feel very unhip. I, I figure normally as like a techie game person, I know the things, but I don't know any of the social networks that you guys talk about. I can only even infer that they are social networks through the context. Otherwise, I would have no clue. Really? Yeah, I've never heard. It might just be a, a factor of you being younger, though. I guess maybe. If it was old enough, then I'd be back to knowing about it, probably, because like Usenet and BBSs and stuff like that I know about from studying retro fandom, retro video game stuff. I think there's. But what about like Orcut? No, I don't know what that is at all. Hmm. Hmm. I also don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe it's not an age thing. I mean, I've heard of Peach and Ello and such. I haven't even heard of those before you guys have mentioned it. I still, to be honest, I still, I don't know what they are really. Like Peach, yeah. I don't Peach know was the Peach emoji is. one. Like it's all emojis? Yeah. Really? More or less. You would, you would sign up, you would register as an emoji sequence. And I think the posts would be normal, but you could only follow people through their emoji names. What? Yeah. Why? As an alternative to Twitter, which is a garbage hole sometimes. Yep. Yeah, but it sounds like when when Twitter started out, when Twitter started out, it was a place for funny people to be funny for their friends. Okay. And now it's everything. I don't see how having something that's like Twitter, except that your handle has to be only emojis, is better. Except that I assume it's, it's, it's also more- since like not even. Like I haven't heard of Peach. I assume that the people, the only people on it, is the subset of like the the hip, funny people who care about. It's, it's more the early adopters for social yeah. networks, right? So the the early adopters for Twitter were the people that were there to be funny for their friends, and so the early adopters for other social networks are people that are kind of craving that. I can't believe that I spent I spent Christmas waves of people signing up for Mastodon or App.net or whatever. Mm. I was explaining Bitcoin to family members because they asked. Oh, you too. Not because I wanted to talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> so I find it funny that now Christmas is over, but uh, I'm getting you to explain social networks to me. Now I am the grandma. <laughs> you had to explain Bitcoin to your grandma? Yes. Oh, but this is the thing. People ask these questions and they don't even want to know the answer. Also, to be totally honest, I don't have a solid understanding of Bitcoin because I've just opted out of that particular uh, fad. That is a wise choice. So you see the blockchain. Yeah, I use the word (laughs) blockchain a bunch in my poor explanations of Bitcoin. (laughs) 
what's Mastodon? Uh, this is probably bad podcast material, but I, uh, Mastodon's a distributed open source Twitter clone. Okay. So people create their own instances, and then you register an account on an instance, and you can follow other people on other instances. And instances can have their own rule sets and things like that, but uh, it is mostly an inactive wasteland. It's a really good place to talk about Mastodon with other people. All right. <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. And so Ghostwatch 2016 is on uh, all of these social media networks? Nope. <laughs> no, I really, really did not. <laughs> well, then. It, it is very easy for me to, like, log myself out of Twitter and then log into Twitter on a different account. But it is less easy for me to just multi-post to, like, LinkedIn and Ello. Maybe someone has invented an API, like, script that'll do it. I was going to say, there's got to be an API somewhere that'll post to all of the things at once. Was that not a plot in the office? Because cross-posting between, like, Tumblr and Twitter and Mastodon. But the more obscure ones, I don't know if they ever even published an API for Mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. Also, I find it mostly terrible. Like, the cross-posting between even just, like, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter is kind of garbage in my opinion it becomes unreadable on every platform yeah and it's like i wouldn't want to manage or curate an audience on all of those different platforms because like you you create a facebook page and then you're the one responsible for that and i don't i don't have the bandwidth for that right and even just the type of people I, i can manage our youtube comments and i can block people on twitter the type of audience you get with a tumblr blog and the type of audience you get on Twitter or Facebook also feels very different. Yes. So should we have a Tumblr? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can. What would you What would you like to post there? Onari fan art. <laughs> Does that exist? Can you find it? If you can find it, we can set up a Tumblr. Tumblr with like multiple uh, authors is pretty easy to set up. It's true. Let's see here. Uh oh. Oh, she found some. I don't Uh-oh. like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, safe search. You were supposed to do your job. I guess this isn't oh explicit. It's just not, not what I was looking for. Someone also, though, made a nice wallpaper of Anari. That's perfectly acceptable. Anyway, <laughs> it looks like there are maybe uh, two or three total pieces of Onari fan art that we could share on the Ghostwatch 2017 Tumblr. That could be my job. Adam, what would you post to our Tumblr? Absolutely nothing. That's no fun. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I would post criticisms of whatever you guys posted. (laughs) That's Uh, better. I'll accept that. That would be great. Like, oh, this Onari wallpaper is garbage. Why did you post it? Oh. It is. It does have um, that kind of pixelated effect around the edges where it has been cut out from other things in a not completely lossless fashion. 
it's not the best Tanari fan art. Also, it, is it a stretch to call it fan art if it is just like cut out and pasted pictures of Onari in a wallpaper-sized shape? I, I would say work was done, I, and they are trying to express uh, a feeling. I'd give it to them. G- given yeah. that there's not like a plethora of fan art to compete with. That's true. I could make a better one, though. I should. Could you? Maybe you will. Maybe I will. At this point, I couldn't just because I don't want to do too much Googling in case I spoil future Common Rider ghost episodes for myself. Mm. Mm. Yes, that is a real real problem you could run into. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of Common Rider ghost episodes. Yes. Should we talk, oh, yeah. should we talk about this one? So tell me about this one. It's called Quadcopter, so I, I, I remember some of the content of what happened. And should we play our theme song? Oh, yeah, I'll hit the button. All right. Rad. Do I need to get another drink? I'll get another drink. <laughs> we were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghost Watch 2017. Is Cory back yet? I guess not. Time to talk about Godzilla. I'm back. Damn Damn it. it. (laughs) I heard the word Godzilla, and I really want to see Shape of the Water. Oh, I went and saw it. It was really good. I went by myself. My family, I was like, hey, I'm back in town. This is great. Also, I'm leaving this evening to go to Chinook Mall the day before Christmas Eve to go see a movie. And they're like, what? By yourself? Like, yes, it is the R-rated fish film from Guillermo del Toro, and I plan to see it alone. Thank you very much. (laughs) You don't think your family would have enjoyed the nice outing? I mean, maybe, but I think I would have enjoyed the movie less if my mom was next to me. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie. You should see it. All right. Quadcopter. Yeah. Uh, if we just skip to that part of the discussion, because that's that's a big one, I I do hate it. <laughs> it is the worst. <laughs> this is an awful hoodie, <laughs> and I don't understand why Houdini gets the quadcopter hoodie. It makes no sense. Uh, I mean, okay, the only thing I like about it is that it is this kind of cool, like it's a quadcopter, but the size disparity between the top wings and the bottom, like the top and bottom fan engines, engines is the word. Uh, It looks kind of like butterfly wings, but is also an engine. And I mean, that's all right. But why is it Houdini? The the escape artist. Yeah. (laughs) No one expects it. Escapes on a quadcopter. Yeah. And also, why is Houdini's Omega Drive just a spin drill kick? Because a drill is a man's romance. 
Yeah, they're lazy. Um, making lucky star jokes. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really egregious in this case. It's just like, oh, I, okay, the chain the chain motif makes sense. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Fine. right. That was cool. And blue is a nice color. It's a nice blue. Sure. Um, the jacket itself is is fine looking, but I think it's just they're trying to compensate for Iguana Ghost Striker being the special bike transformation that Taco has, and then giving Spectre something for his whatever the blue bike's name is. Yeah, I did love uh, when Houdini possessed the bike and used it to chase around and like spin kick. Uh, oh mm-hmm. no, that was all great, and I love it. It was like he was trying to tame a, a wild stallion, but it was Houdini as a bike. <laughs> yes, which still doesn't make sense, but that's the kind of nonsense that I I do still enjoy. And it did. It had like the the chains and stuff like that. It was vaguely on theme, but then yeah, the just the quadcopter, and it did. It felt like. Because they introduced the flying giant snakes a few episodes ago in the kind of yep. like thing that felt like a finale that wasn't a finale. Yes. Uh, and those are all up in the air. So they had that problem of like, okay, now to fight them, our characters need a way to be up in the air. And yeah, it's true that like uh, Takeru has Iguana, Ghost Striker, and can get all up there. But and actually, he can just fly on his own, but he forgets. That's true. And he can fly when it's convenient. But Makoto was kind of grounded. But I still feel like the solution of like, yes, yeah, so Houdini will have a quadcopter hoodie that lets him fly around. And it doesn't even look good when he flies around. Nope. It looks awful. He looks like a character from The Tick, really. <laughs> Uh, so that that was the that was the low point of the episode, and yeah, just awful jacket, very confusing. High point. There's like at least two shots from this that I would put in my Onari wallpaper. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the takoyaki party for Kanan Kanan getting out of the hospital was super cute. Oh, so now I've been craving takoyaki since I watched it, which mm-hmm. on that. Uh, that was adorable, and they were having the fun party, and the grandma was cute, and Onari had a party hat on, and was doing like finger guns. It was it was great. Uh, and then I think it must have been a little later, or maybe it was the same scene. But he also he even had like this fake hair on that was like made of the same. It looked like paper material, as like New Year's paper crowns. So he had this this oh, weird. I do not remember that. No, do I. It wasn't like a full head of hair. It was like that, um, like monks and stuff have. Oh, monks who have so hair. So just like around the. Yeah, yeah, around the side of the head, but made of paper. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was great. And then Anari was doing the weird bunny rabbit thing because he was pretending that he could talk to. Uh, oh right, yeah. Goemon. Uh, yeah. Which I loved, and I actually I thought that he really could, and I thought that it was just it was perfect that like Onari loves Goemon, I love Goemon, I love Onari. It all just made sense. 
of course my favorite character would get along with my favorite icon. Well, he is basically like a cartoon character or over-the-top theatrical, so yeah. he does really fit with Goemon and Goemon's theme and presentation. And he was the one who was like so excited, he kept telling Takeru to use it when he hadn't. When they first had it, he kept being like, mm-hmm. Takeru, here, use this one. So, he tricked me. I don't really get the... Uh, I've seen it enough times that I figure it's a cultural thing, but the whole, like, rabbit ears hand feel that Onari was doing when they, like, caught him out. I don't really understand what it means, but I've seen it in other Japanese media. I actually don't know as well, specifically, what that is. They just like rabbits. Yeah, I think it's just a comedy, like, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like a spit take or whatever. Like a wah-wah. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that. Uh, I also really liked when they were speculating about what it was like where the icons were. And then <laughs> Gramps <laughs> and Eurosen just showed up to say, it's hell. <laughs> That was the kind of comedy I can get behind. I love how they use the fact that Gramps and Urasen can show up whenever, because that's just how their characters work, that they can do mm-hmm. the perfect kind of comedic setups where other characters are just talking about something else, and then you have this out-of-nowhere interjection off-screen. I continue to find that very funny, especially when now it's like smash cut. Oh, it's Gramps in a baffling costume. He says some weird stuff and then explodes into confetti. There's a movie you should track down since you've seen, uh, what is it? Samurai Gourmet. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the movie is called Swing Girls. It's Japanese. So that was my introduction to that actor. And I, I think you would definitely appreciate it. Okay. I will check that out. Because, yeah, he was great in Samurai Gourmet. Well, he's he's a little younger in Swing Girls, but you cannot tell. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cute episode. We got a little bit of plot stuff with... Elaine and Javert is back. You know, when they do the, like, cutting to different locations so that they can have better fights and stuff, I barely ever noticed, but I did find it funny this time where Canon and Makoto are at the Takiyaki stand and Elaine shows up and is like, can we go talk for a sec? And Makoto says yes, and then they are in the countryside. <laughs> that bothered even my suspension of... <laughs> <laughs> but it was fine because even though they had done that canon and takeru found them no problem so and we left off with an ominous new icon that said necrom on it oh uh, curious yeah up with that look forward to that yeah that icon is the whole reason the podcast exists <laughs> really yeah it's adam's fault it, it is actually my fault we'll talk about it when when we get to the episode but oh. yeah totally my fault well, that's very exciting. All right, Adam, any technical details that you can remember that uh, we flubbed? I want to talk about sparks because y'all were making fun of the, the sparks when Makoto is being dragged around by his bike. And I just want to ah. say that I really like sparks in Tokusatsu because they are everywhere. <laughs> right. And just like everything makes sparks. And I just I just really love it. They're a great stand in for other violence. I think nowadays most of it's just like they put them in digitally, but uh, it used to be that they actually had like little things like glued to the actors that would make the sparks and you could. What? Like, yeah, especially in Sentai, you could totally see like you could totally see them. <laughs> like oh. they don't conceal them very well. 
so there's like those, an electrical squib. Yeah, like some kind of like yeah, a spark squib. And like it it's great because the Sentai heroes with their um with their spandex outfits, like whenever they get hit, there's always sparks and it just it makes it seem like they're not just wearing spandex, they're wearing some kind of like high tech uniform or something. Mm-hmm. I just really like yeah. it. It makes it seem like they're wearing like future science armor or something yeah. like that. Or magic armor or whatever the heck. But anyway, I just hooray for sparks. That is true. That's a good point. Because when I first started watching Common Rider, I found it odd that the costume pieces, especially for the uh, baddies and stuff like that, but even the Common Rider is like, it, it looks either very obviously like plastic or like foam kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yep. it was a little weird to try and be like, oh, this is armor, even though it like, you can see it bending because it's foam. But you're right that I think like the sparks and stuff when they're actually fighting help sell it a little more. Yeah, like when your rubber sword is hitting your rubber suit. Yeah, yeah, they do go a little over the top with some of the effects. But I think like in this series, the fire effects are used pretty effectively. And those, a lot of them are actual real effects. Yeah. yeah there's been a lot of explosions. I approve of all the explosions. Yeah, I like the explosions too, but sparks are where it's at. Yeah, just, you know, sparks don't denote damage. They're just, like, they're more of expressing, like, something, def- like, brushed up against something else, right? What I really like is when the guy with the big plastic, like, rubber sword is fighting another guy, and they do the thing where 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 he hits the guy with the sword, but he doesn't, they, they pause for, like, a few seconds, so it's just, like, sort of holding it against him, and then he, like, pulls it like slashes it down and there's oh yes i love that yeah (laughs) so good i kind of miss in uh old godzilla films which are what i have more experience with there's just all Mm. this like the monsters in the end like kaiju would just kind of close in and slap each other because that was the main (laughs) thing effectively do in those suits was just kind of like bump into each other side to side and yeah flail your arms flail your arms and like sometimes connect and yeah. that or you had to have some kind of breath weapon so that they could just do an effect over top of it and you could just stand apart from each other. But I love just the old slap fights when they were in very bad suits. I think that that was always very endearing and that I kind of miss it because now when they do it digitally, they don't have a reason anymore to just have a big slap fight. Hmm. Although I can see like the Shin Godzilla kind of rubber suit tributes actually doing that at some point, maybe. <laughs> maybe if they thought the audience could take it seriously. <laughs> I guess that's the fair point, though, that like I don't take any of the really old Godzilla movies that serious, except the original Godzilla, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. it is like because one of my favorites is Destroy All Monsters, which is just mostly a big slap fight with a whole bunch of monsters. And yeah, I don't take it seriously i just think it's a lot of fun what why is the first godzilla movie taken seriously because it's super serious yeah it is huh. not, uh, uh any kind of funny film it's very much about like the horrors of nuclear war and mm-hmm. it goes really hard on on that point well and because yeah, the destruction is very serious to the point that uh isn't it they like the common american re-release has some scenes cut from it like cut from the Japanese probably that were a bit well and they added all that stuff with raymond burr in it too yeah but no there are shots of just like people in this destroyed hellscape 
mm-hmm. dead people and things like that. It's very uh, uh, intense film. Yeah. It's gruesome and not like Gamera's friend children kind no. of thing. It's also because it's not kaiju versus kaiju. There's no other. Yeah. So it's Godzilla versus humanity, which does mean that it, it's harder to take because it's like, yeah, you don't have humans kind of on the side watching two kaiju duke it out. Mm-hmm. You have Godzilla coming in and, and laying waste to Tokyo. Yeah. Hmm. It's- it's, I mean, Shin Godzilla is, is more like the original Godzilla than I think pretty much any other Godzilla movie in terms of it, like really being about the humans trying to deal with Godzilla attacking. Yeah, right. There's only like three Godzilla movies that don't actually have another kaiju in them. Uh huh. There's that. There's the first Godzilla. There's Godzilla 1984 or Godzilla Returns, depending on what title you want to call it. And then Shin Godzilla. Hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, then there's the American Godzillas. Oh, I don't count those. <laughs> yeah. And besides, Matthew the second Broderick. American Godzilla totally does have other kaiju. So. You know what? You're right. Yes. I, I was thinking of the Matthew Broderick one. Yes. Yeah. Which I do enjoy, but should not be counted. But yeah, no, it's um, very different tone. on actually just, well, that Godzilla was in Final Wars. That's true. Yeah. Okay, you got me there. Did Final Wars have multiple Godzillas? Well, no, he... Godzilla just fought a lot of monsters, and one of them was was the Godzilla from uh, from the Matthew America. Godzilla. Yeah, they were really the, okay. Uh, wow, and the it was the, also the is, only kaiju that was CGI. Yeah, and they call him Zilla uh, in the yeah. official Toho sticker and stuff. But they basically just had him there to make fun of him and be like, "Look at this dumb Godzilla that America made," because he just shows up. And they call him Tuna Head, and yeah. he gets just utterly wrecked immediately by the real Godzilla. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it Final is. Final Wars is, is a great movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. It's a little too right. long, but it's pretty great. Next podcast is Godzilla. For sure. Yes. Well, we only have like 30 more episodes of this one to do. <laughs> yeah, but the other ones, the other ones got two more episodes to think to record. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I, I know we'll finish this one by the end of 2018. Hmm. You That's think? a Corey guarantee. Oh God! What, got fewer what happens, than fifty-two weeks left. What What happens if uh, if your guarantee turns out to be void? What What do people get? I will refund all of the the <laughs> life lost due to our podcast. <laughs> it's very common writery somehow. Just picture all your life energy being sapped. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> It's going to return to the, the population, I guess, that I've been stealing it from. Like a big Genki Dama. Probably through their cellular yes, phone. Yes, what you said. Oh. I would like to point out that we that this podcast airs, like, at best every other week, so. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was sick for a month, okay? Yeah. It was not a good time. It airs precisely as often as it should. Exactly. And I've made no promises about the schedule. That's true. It's very true. And that's probably wise. Mm -hmm. And I, yes, I cannot make promises about the schedule. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't anyway. Mm. You could. You could make a lot of promises about the schedule. I promise that every new episode will be released on the hour. (laughs) (laughs) Don't promise that. (laughs) I need like 
an hour and a half just to watch the Kamen Rider and then listen to Ghost Watch 2016. I'll get more and more behind as we record. Wait, an hour and a half to watch the Kamen Rider? No, the two minute episode Ghost Watch 2016 has been an hour lately. Yes, sorry. Yeah, No, it's it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes we got a lot to talk about, and sometimes we got nothing to talk about. Yeah, sometimes there's Just a quadcopter. Like yeah, yeah. You gotta yell about that. I'm in support of quadcopter because it's it's really just so unexpected. I will give it that. I didn't expect it in the slightest. Even as it was happening, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. You don't expect like Captain Ghost or any of the other things because no. there's no defining theme for the series <laughs> but then out of nowhere a quadcopter it's just like wow wow you did that okay you felt you had the freedom <laughs> to, to just throw that in there hmm. and with spec good job who's usually so yes. cool and like grounded like because takeru is a goof anything could happen with takeru and i'd be like yeah all right there are scenes of specter like i think surfing the top of the quadcopter instead yes. of right oh, instead of having it uh, as a backpack and it's just like so much cooler yeah that makes sense but no <laughs> imagining children strapping motorcycles to their backs and jumping <laughs> off roofs like superman oh god this will make me fly oh man you could make a sweet kite a kite that was the common rider specter quadcopter yeah that's true that'd be neat Okay, I'm sold on it now. So now you're now you've now you've turned around. Okay, yeah, I've turned around. Right. I imagine there's a kite, and now I think it's pretty neat. One more for the tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm finished. I'm good. Yep. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you all in the future. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>